Prequel, Sequel, Remake! Welcome to Prequel, Sequel, Remake. Some movies shouldn't exist. Let's pretend they do. I'm Peter Hunter. I'm Desmond Ports. And I guess I'm Scott or some other guy. I don't know. I mean, I hope you're Scott. I I think I am. It'd be a little weird if it was not you. Ah, uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, but it, then again, if I were, would I know? Because I feel like me, but then again, like, who knows? I mean, frankly, at this point, if you pointed it out, like, it'd just be really awkward. So let's just, like, even if we'll just you aren't, yeah, yeah, we're right. just going to go ahead. For and the then, sake of everybody needs to be, you know, things need to be easy. Gotta just be because comfortable. I, I, I got to be able to, you know, if this reality is going to be uncomfortable, I at least got to be able to check my phone. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, Otherwise, you know, what's the point of living? I don't know, you know. Um, so what are we doing here right now? Well, guys, what are we doing are we here doing right now? I think I... Well, I, well, I, I well think, Scott, uh, Scott, 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 what are we doing here What are we doing here right now? Space Jam! Space Jam! Welcome to prequel Space Jam Remake. Does the movie need an introduction? Yes, because we're professionals, but yeah. no, because, come on. Uh, if you were a kid in the 90s, and I hate saying that, but if you were a kid in the 90s, what was cooler than Space Jam? Um, I mean, maybe Transformers or, or Teenage like, Ninja Turtles, any or, of the, or the Power Rangers, million maybe, things. Or, I mean, I was really into hanging out outside, or like the Big Bad Beetleboys, <laughs> or um, I don't know if you ever were into vampires, but let me tell you, let's roll a clip. What was that? Is it vampires kiss? Uh, no, it's vampires. It's like they're it's like a combination of Beast Wars and Power Rangers and their vans and they have to. Because I definitely put in a clip from gasoline. a vampires kiss. Shut with the Cage. hell up! That it, isn't a thing. Um, the soundtrack was done by John Paul Jones. It's a real thing. It ran for 22 episodes in the 90s. It's terrible. But Space Jam is better than that. And let's oh, talk about Space Jam. Scott, let's walk me through what is Space Jam about. So Space Jam essentially is a movie where there's uh, this bad guy. Uh, Danny DeVito. Right. And he's like got this, uh, you know, amusement park slash Dealey in space. Moron Mountain. Moron Mountain. And, uh, you're bugging, uh, yeah, and he's bugging, and he's like, I need new attractions. So he's like, I'm going to get all of the uh, Looney Tunes, who were the hot thing, I guess, at the time. The, the black man in chains <laughs> were, on mean, my planet. <laughs> they were kind of at the end of their Looney Tunes popularity. It's kind of like the segue of Looney Tunes from being like a cartoon to segue of Looney Tunes being like, we're going to put them in like gangster outfits on like t-shirts yeah. and stuff. Well, like, well Scott, you that might, transitionary period. You, you know, that we all go through as cartoon characters. You, you might not remember during Spongebob so, so leading up to Space Jam There were a bunch of commercials done With Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan Haynes, right? Yeah, for Haynes and a yeah. few other things mm. They were all really popular So basically this was a movie version Of those commercials So really the movie is actually A sequel to A Haynes commercial I'd say it's an adaptation The, the mixture of Looney Tunes and basketball Is beyond me I mean, yeah, e even I with those ads it's just like, it's so like, 
assembly line. What do kids like? Michael Jordan? Right. Uh, Bugs Bunny? I mean, I guess. Uh, Put them together. Yeah, Bill uh, Murray. Bill, Bill yeah. Murray and Larry Bird. Yeah. Why not? Bill Murray as Michael Jordan's best friend. I'm surprised that they actually got Bill Murray to agree to that role. I uh, mean, they must have just thrown cash I, right I, at him. I honestly thought, I, I honestly think he probably just read the script and was like, this will be fun. Like, that's true. That's of. fair. Honestly, he seems you know, like that person. Yeah. You know? he's actually funny in it. Oh, <laughs> well, he's yeah, in no, it. Like, oh, yeah, he is. No, he's he's totally very funny. funny. Um, but but yeah, and that like, hey, I'm a I'm a celeb. Like I don't know, Bill Murray probably loved Looney Tunes growing up. It's probably oh, they're doing Bugs Bunny movies. That's like true. I want to be in that. And, um, um, that's probably why I agree. And it's probably and definitely. And why maybe he wanted to buy a boat. You know, it's sometimes you want to buy a boat. Sometimes you want to buy a boat, and sometimes you want to do that by hanging out with Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. Michael Jordan actors in green. Suits. Just wait till I get my hands on you, Peter, because You're it's gonna be Hanes? terrible. I'm gonna get my hands. Yeah, don't keep keep those away. <laughs> so it's worth <laughs> noting that this is probably the most I don't know competent uh, hand drawn animation live action like hybrid next to Roger Rabbit. It's probably the next best yeah, one. It's in definitely, terms. it's definitely better. Yeah, it's pretty good. They give like they, they 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 have those layers in the cartoons to give them that nice round shiny look like they're three dimensional yeah. characters. What it's was, well made. Yeah, it I watched well made. the behind the scenes. I mean, they're using green screen. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, that's state of the art. People, yeah. Right. Especially yeah. in like 1997. Actually, it was it was a it was it was yeah it was when that first started becoming a. The norm. Yeah, main you know. But the craze of this movie, like the merchandise. Oh, yeah. Like the oh, yeah, worn out VHS tape. I love this movie. Oh, yeah. I, I, per I mean, Peter, you're a big basketball fan. I am. I've I never am. been a big sports guy, and this made me like like a sport. This made oh, me yeah. want to play basketball. This, you know. I think this movie and NBA Jam are responsible for like a good like 10% of the people our age who are basketball fans. Yeah. Fair I'll, enough. I'll, yeah. Very fair. And like, I... I I'm a big basketball fan, as Desmond said. Um, Muggsy Bogues was one of my favorite players because he was super short and he was still good in Which the Which one of the uh, monsters was he? He was the short one. So he did play one of the monsters? Yeah, he did play one oh, of the okay, monsters. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I was going to get to that. He's in the movie, um, and so that like really appealed to me. Um, my family's from Boston, and Larry Bird was in the movie, so that also appealed to me. I wasn't, I like didn't get the Bill Murray stuff because you know I was like eight and hadn't really seen Bill Murray movies. Bill Murray's the Deus Ex Machina of this film. <laughs> he is the Deus Ex Dan Machina. Dan Castellaneta, Homer Simpson himself, cameos at the yeah, uh, at that, the that, Knicks game. The, oh, yeah, really? the Knicks game. Yeah, it's him. Ah, these weirdos are behind me in a trench coat, honey. Honey, hey, would you mind? Barkley's killing us. That's it. Yeah. Oh wow. Hey, look, it's the killer. That's it. Oh, God, yeah. I could probably quote this whole movie. That's um, embarrassing. Um. Michael Jordan can't act his way out of a paper bag. Oh, he's awful. He's uh, awful. Or it's just all these like looks like, what you talking about, Bugs Bunny? Like, so bad, dude. It's real bad. Um, so, yeah, it's, I like, I think, honestly, I think we, we can all agree we all enjoy this movie Space Jam. Sure. But I think we can also agree that it is not, like, it's competently, like, produced, but it's not a good movie. When you go back to it now, yeah. it's just, it's it doesn't have the exact, I mean, I, I just didn't grow up with it as much as you guys did, you know, like, I saw it, I think, a couple times. Nothing against Space Jam, I just, no, you know, no, no, I no. just don't have as much, I don't have, like, a, it's strong relationship. That's funny. I would have thought you'd been all over that shit. You would think. Um, but you know, like I appreciate it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I would still 
put it on. That's just because, like, you know, I, uh, you know, it's it's kind of got the cool world vibe where it's here's oh. a here's a animated person, here's a real person, and uh, unlike Cool World, it actually pulls it off. Pulls it off. Yeah. I would say it like the funny thing about it is. <laughs> It's, it does an extreme disservice to both parties involved, Part the parties being Michael Jordan and Looney Tunes, in that it's not a very good Looney Tunes movie, and it's not really the biopic Michael Jordan deserves. Oh, no. right. The way they kind of, like, mesh, yeah. like, re his real life, like, right. what he was going through at the time with yeah. Looney Tunes, it's kind of like, man, you can't just cheapen your life, dude. Oh, like, wait, let, let, let me jump in here, because the thing that makes it extra funny for me, now that I'm, like, an adult basketball fan, and I've, like, read a bunch of stuff on this, and, like, it is, like, a commonly held belief in the basketball community that Michael Jordan retired for the first time because he was pressured by the NBA because he was gambling, like, a lot. Like, mm. he had a massive, massive oh, gambling problem. I'm not talking, like, Pete Rose, like, he was betting on NBA games. But, it, like, the NBA was like, we're not having, like, the face of our we're not wow. having this thing happen. So, like, he was, like, massively pressured into retiring for those reasons. Um, so, when you put the Looney Tunes spin on it, to me as an adult, it's, like, it's kind of funny in a different way, but... It's kind of like yeah. he was trying to, like, act his way back into a basketball career, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, no, I think it's safe to say that uh, we would all endorse this movie, watching this movie, you I mean, know, at least giving it another go-round. Desmond, would you recommend Space Jam? Oh, hell yeah, it's, it's funny, and, um... Even if you weren't, like, in your formative years when it came out, it's good for a laugh. From the sheer just commercialism of the whole event, you know, Jordan going through his bag, his shoes up in there. The shorts! Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Newman playing his, like, aide. I forgot about that. Sherman or Stan. You're talking about the guy from Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, my name's Stan. Stan. Oh, he calls him Sh uh, Sherman on accident when like he's dropping him off at his house. And then the dog jumps on him and licks him. And he's like, God. Ah! He's, got, he's got his mom there. And, uh, whatever. I have a lot of horrible things to say about Space Jam. So let's just go to the positive and do what we're here to do. Dude, I recommend it. Yeah. And Peter. Yeah, I recommend it. And Scott. Oh, yes. Thanks for asking. How'd you get in here? What now? I got in here through the time vortex, Peter. We're gonna go back in time to a time before Space Jam. Well, luckily I have a time polarizing magnet with me, which <gasps> I will activate now. No! So who's on prequel duty? I'm on prequel duty. Okay, great. Oh, great. Desmond. What you got? Are you bugging? Hey, folks. Um, so, get ready for this, guys. Um, zero out of ten for being on topic this week. I present to you my Space Jam prequel. A game of tunes. Oh, dear. Tagline. That's all, folks. <laughs> oh, no. Perfect. Director, Martin Scorsese. Ugh. We open on a small country diner in a frigid snowstorm. Pete, played by Jim Cummings, enters the diner and slides next to a booth to sit next to Drew Pickles, played by Michael Bell. 
The two converse about a dirty business deal they had made. Pete will have two of his top thugs kidnap the Rugrats and place them in Drew's care for him to hold the children ransom in hopes of Drew's wealthy father, Lou, Joe Alasky, using his small fortune to pay. In return, Pete will receive a 40% cut along with several Pickles Toys patents stolen from Drew's brother, Stu. Pete and Drew shake on the deal in part ways. Pete's top thugs, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, make their way to the Pickles residence, but are pulled over by the police due to expired tags. Mickey attempts to bribe, but is unsuccessful. Donald takes action and shoots the police officer in the head. <laughs> As the two attempt to move the body, John Arbuckle and Garfield drive by and witness the carnage, prompting Donald to chase them down the road, culminating in them driving off the slippery uh, highway. Donald executes them promptly. Chaz, fin Chaz Finster is in a steamy affair with Drew's wife Charlotte, and after an explicit sex scene, oh, no. receives a call from Bugs Bunny himself, played by Billy West. Of course. Chaz owes Warner Brothers $2.6 million that was supposed to go towards a startup, but Chaz used it to fuel his lavish lifestyle and drug habits. That night, he awakes to Pete, watching over him naked, wrapped in nothing but an, an American flag. Oh, no. Pete touts his knowledge of Chaz's money woes and informs him of his deal with Drew. His proposition? Kill Drew, and Chaz will get Drew's promised 40%. <laughs> and Pete now gets a whopping 60%. That makes no sense. That shouldn't be in Pete's voice. Let me re that. <laughs> no, no, no. That's great. That's Pete, Pete, I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> um... Kill Drew, and Chaz will get Drew's promised 40%, with Pete now getting a whopping 60. At first, Chaz is angered by the audacity, but thinks for a moment and complies. That evening, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck break into the Pickles' residence. Donald dispatches the angered dog, Spike, with a captive bolt pistol. Oh no, Bruce Willis. It was Bruce Willis in that one movie. Wait, Bruce he played the dog? Yeah, yeah, and the Rugrats go meet the Wild Thornberries yeah. movie. Yeah. What? Like, he spoke out loud? Because yeah. like, you know how Eliza as a, could... He's woof yeah. woof no, no. as oh. Bruce Willis? Why would he play that? Because Eliza Thornberry could talk to animals, so uh, she's talking yeah. to Spike. Oh, well, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, they did a cross... They did a cross... Oh, yeah. and they confused Chucky with Donnie. It's a uh, whole thing. It's a never mind. It's worse than the... We were too oh, old. Man. We were too old it's at that worse point. Than Same production company, though, so you can see it coming. Oh, absolutely. You can see it coming. With the necks that are so thin, the heads are so big, you would crack that neck the second you started headbanging a concert. I mean, come on. Are you trying to try to apply physiology to I'm just saying, their head's a weird shape. It's an artistic style, man. I know, it was a great silhouette, and it helps define cartoon characters so well, but... None of the characters like, in the South Park their, their, their necks are so thin, they would just immediately snap. Anyway, I'm sorry, Dead. It's all good, brother. You, these are the things that we, these need to be brought up. I'm just Don't saying. Don't ever hesitate. It is important <laughs> to address. Uh, okay. So... Donald dispatches the angered dog, Spike, with a captive bolt pistol. Mickey is stabbed by Tommy as he plays pretend. Distressed and injured, the two collect the children and leave. The next morning, Stu and Dee Dee Pickles realize what has happened and call for an immediate family and parent meeting. They explain the situation to the other parents. Drew urges Stu to pay the ransom. Even better yet, have their father pay it due to Stu's financial instability. Come on, bro. 
You gotta pay these guys. They mean business. Don't worry. Lou begrudgingly agrees to pay, but stresses that he will be the one to deal with the ransomers. Chaz keeps quiet and watches, knowingly. That evening, Donald and Mickey, nursing a stab wound, deliver the babies to Drew's house. Drew keeps the babies' heads covered and escorts them to the garage. Drew gives them the agreed fee of $100,000 and explains how he never wants to hear from them or see them again. The two get in their car and begin shooting up, then speed off. Bugs Bunny sits at his desk at Warner Brothers Studios, throwing darts at a photo of Spongebob. Stones on that fucking sponge, <laughs> says Bugs. <laughs> if anyone knew the dirt I had on that fuck, he'd have been drawn and quartered a decade ago. Oh, jeez. At that moment, Pete walks in the office. Bugs! My old friend! He mutters. How's Daffy been? He's still mad about his first wife? Pete chuckles. I can't blame him for hating me for that. But hey, the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> Bugs then loses his temper and tells Pete to get to the point. Pete reveals that Chaz, despite his debt to Warner Bros, is making dirty dealings. He gives Bugs the info on Mickey and Donald. In exchange for their lives, he will give Bugs Chaz. Bugs agrees, but in that moment asks Pete what it is he truly desires. The world, Chico, and everything in it. Drew were... Drew returns home to find a drunken Charlotte passed out on the couch. He tries to move her, but she doesn't budge. He realizes she doesn't have a pulse. He sees pills and wine. He then realizes she has taken her own life. We pan out to see the phrase, they wouldn't stop crying, written in lipstick on every corner of the house. Drew then goes to the basement to see the Rugrats, lifeless. Oh, sh And suffocated. Oh, Drew begins to panic and sweat. Sprinkle to Space Jam. <laughs> the doorbell rings. It's Chaz with a plate of fresh cookies. He then pulls a Glock out of the cookie pile and shoots Drew several times point blank. <laughs> he then leaves. Oh no. Mickey and Donald relax at the local diner where they drink and do coke, all while harassing other restaurant patrons. Just at the diner doing coke? <laughs> As the two play Russian roulette, a black SUV what? pulls outside. All of a sudden, machine gun fire erupts from the vehicle, piercing through Mickey and Donald. In a coked-up last stand, Donald is able to squeeze off a few rounds and hit the driver, revealed to be Porky Pig, who falls out of the car dead. The shooters, Bugs, Daffy, Foghorn Leghorn, and Marvin the Martian, then speed off. Lou Pickles arms himself to go meet the Ransomer, who is revealed to him to be Pete. Pops refuses to pay and demands his grandchildren back. Without a second thought, Pete guns down Lou atop a frigid parking lot, oh. then leaves with all the money. Oh, no. He then meets Chaz at his home. As Pete assures Chaz <laughs> that he has his share, Pete requests the two share a toast. As Chaz guzzles down the scotch, he begins to foam from the mouth and bleed from his eyes. Why would you trust Pete? With Chaz gone, Pete is the sole winner. As Pete walks out of the door, he says, The game is the game. Cue the wire end theme. Oh, the yeah. end. Oh, Jesus. Rotten Tomatoes score, critics 100%. Ladybird can go fuck itself. Audience 98%. A return to form for Scorsese. Ooh. Budget 80 million. Expected gross profit 200 million. Actual gross profit 220 million. 
Due to studio. 220 million? No, I'm sorry. Actual gross profit, 20 million. Oh, oh God. Due to the studio not really knowing how to market whatever this is. Yeah, yeah. no. Sh no. Oh my god. Ooh. All right, I'm like Scott, get the bleep button ready. Oh yeah. Holy yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have a gonna have a lot of to do with that. I was surprised at how freaking insane that was. Uh I'm not because I know Desmond, but 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 for those of you who don't and you're going into this and you're expecting Welcome. some kinda, you know, on par with the original movie sort of basketball. Vibe, yeah, no, no, you're not getting that. Not here. I guess the real uh, so that's how that's the that's the lead into Space Jam. So Space Jam. That's why, uh, which is a movie ostensibly yes. about uh, bargaining one's life for slavery on a basketball game. Yeah. So you know you there know, are some themes some in there. Some total similarities. I mean, it explains uh, why there's quite. no it explains why there's no Mickey Mouse in Space Jam. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it also yes. explains why the volcano. Ah, shit, this volcano. Um, it explains everything. It does. And there's more. Well, clearly. There's yeah. more. That's it's the first it. chapter in many. Oh. Well, here we go. But you already, like, okay, sure. You killed, like, all the kids. Okay, of whatever. course, Pete is like, uh, of course come, it's Pete. Pete. come on. Yeah, come there's on, no goof. Uh, there's no goof in that. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're getting. <laughs> that's what we're getting, you know, before. Well, he's already wrapped up the, you know, there's allusions oh, golly, to, to some it sort It looks like you done swapped so many babies. Come oh, on, man. big bro. That was fucked up. You mean that was? literally all the rugrats? All the rugrats are Suffocated? Suffocated? Oh my god! I mean, that's a capital crime. You know I was, I, mean? I was envisioning this. I like mean, a, that's like movie a wacky... was mostly capital crimes. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was yeah. like a quirky that's Coen true. Brothers movie. What? They were like doing. I mean, it, it, it was basically Fargo plus a lot of cartoon characters, <laughs> what? minus <laughs> basketball that is in not... any way, shape, or form. That, that was but... not. That was not Fargo. That was. Friggin that was Fargo. No, that wasn't Fargo. That was um. What, no, that was No Country for Old Men. Uh, just, not Fargo. just the cow killer thingy, the uh, uh the captive bolt pistol thing. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Pop getting shot in the top of the the, the uh the parking garage. That's exactly what happened to Fargo. Yeah. And then the Donald Duck chasing down fucking. Right, right, right. After they witnessed the yeah. That hasn't come back. Wait, are you talking about like Fargo the show? Because I haven't the seen the movie. The, the movie. The, the movie. The movie. The movie Fargo. Yeah. So, hey, hey, well, that's the prequel. I mean, like it or not, you know. Yeah, there that's, you that's go. The prequel. I kidding. loved it. Uh, I, I thought it was. Uh, I was surprised. Explicitly I violent. Was surprised. And, yes, uh, you know, it was. Was it explicitly uh, violent, Scott? I couldn't tell. <laughs> what, did the baby suffocations get you there? You guys. That even, was kind of you know. I didn't even describe the sex scene. I played it. I kept it clean. <laughs> sure. I wouldn't call it clean, but I wouldn't. You know, it's a stretch. You know, a little, a little dirty. I just love like strung out Mickey Mouse. Weekend in a diner, oh just like, like uh, getting in a firefight. That's just there that's was just... a firefight. <laughs> Straight realistic, right yeah. there. Well, that's what I wrote, and um, come on, you. We like the it. the the, the, the yeah, meat no. of uh, of the the Space Jam universe. You know, the sequel person. That's where you expand on the ideas. You know, right, I just gave right. you the backstory you desired. Well, speaking of that, um, we're going to move on to the sequel, which is penned by none other than Peter. Thank you. Thank you. I am very ready for this. I've researched it thoroughly. And let's go. Damn! Um, I'm excited to do this. Um, as you guys know, and our, our listeners might not, um, I'm a big basketball fan. It is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. 
Um, so there are a lot of basketball-related details, which is appropriate because this is a basketball-related film. Mm-hmm. Which I feel that maybe other parties that shouldn't be named maybe neglected that aspect of Space Jam. That bit. That was you, Des. I said not be named, Peter. <laughs> Can you handle the pressure? Because people have been wanting a Space Jam sequel like the past true. like twenty That's years. That's true. Yeah. 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 So like, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the challenge. All right. Let's hear it, man. All right. <clears throat> Title: Space Jam Two. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. That, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tagline: This time, it's time to slam. Uh, director Justin Lin, who you may remember from the last few Fast and Furious films, he's actually been the rumored producer of the Space Jam sequel that's been in limbo with LeBron James forever. We'll see mm. if it ever happens. I don't think it will, but we'll find out. Unless, you know, Disney owns everything eventually, in which case, then everything will happen. We will make it when it will make us lots of money, and only then. My brother sells Bugs Bunny from Disney? That's fucked. I mean, did you ever think Luke Skywalker and Mickey stuff would be sold at the same time? Sure, place? no, but at the same time, it's just like such competing... Oh, yeah. You know, it's For like... so a, long. Well, hey, Mario and Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. there we go. You, you think if Bugs Bunny ever got one of his hairs caught in, like, a ceiling fan, that it would just unravel him? Like like Oogie Boogie And he would just be filled with bugs on the inside And be like, now I get it Bugs Bunny You know what I mean? This is, it's like a big revealing <laughs> oh my moment <laughs> He's My bug! Give me a second. Hive mind glowing orb in the middle oh, Well let's not delay any further yeah. Peter. <laughs> On that note <clears throat> On that note <laughs> Space Jam 2 <laughs> Colon It's Time to Slam Directed by Justin <clears throat> June 16th. Justin Lin. Yeah, Justin Lin, man. (laughs) All right. June 16th, 2014. LeBron James is seated in his crisp new Kia Optima, listening to a cover of Everybody Hurts as performed by Bruno Mars. His buddy, Dwayne Wade, knocks on the door and hands him a cool, refreshing Sprite wrapped in a Nike towel. While their monumental loss to the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA Finals still weighs heavily on them, they really need to focus on what's important. The financial success of LeBron's franchise Juice Shop in South Beach. Now closed. (laughs) Meanwhile, in a boardroom in Hollywood, USA, supremely powerful TV executive Danny DeVito, as played by John Leguizamo, shuts down another cartoon affiliate. This marks the 15th one he's shut down in the last 10 years. When asked why he's so intent on taking cartoons off the air, Danny replies, Just wrapping up some old business. In Looney Tune land, an acre of land falls into nothingness. Elmer Fudd holds on to the edge of the world for dear life, but his tiny nubby fingers can't manage the feet. He plummets to his death. Bugs Bunny runs up to the top of the hill just on the edge of the ensuing destruction. He makes it to the door of a humble cottage belonging to his estranged wife, Lola Bunny. The two manage to stave off a fight long enough to evacuate the house with their two children, Buster and Harpo. Daffy and Wiley Coyote emerge behind the Bunny family using some sort of acme product, and they're all revealed to be okay. The tunes remark that almost all of Looney Tune Land has been destroyed, and there could only be one person responsible, or rather, only one Monstar. LeBron James leaves a Beats by Dre commercial taping with his best friend and totally cool nerd guy, Chris Hardwick. 
Chris Hardwick makes a hilarious observation about lightsabers when, all of a sudden, Danny DeVito arrives. He asks LeBron if he'd be interested in helping him buy out the Cartoon Network, but LeBron declines. His kids watch that, and he doesn't want any part of it. Danny tries to insist, but before he can, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck burst out of a nearby manhole. The two berate DeVito, whom they blame for destroying Looney Tune Land. Chris Hardwick and LeBron James are surprisingly unfazed by this. DeVito admits that he's derailing these cartoon channels on purpose to hurt the Looney Tunes. The fewer channels remaining that broadcast them, the fewer of them can survive. This is all revenge for them derailing Moron Mountain with the help of Michael Jordan all those years ago. At the mention of Michael Jordan, LeBron instantly butts in and compensates for something that I'm sure no one will ever know. Probably nothing to do with Michael Jordan. He challenges Danny DeVito to a basketball game on behalf of the Looney Tunes. If he wins, DeVito promises to stop destroying the precious few remaining cartoon channels. If he loses, the Looney Tunes will disappear. DeVito agrees and unleashes his new generation of nerdlucks, aka the weird cartoon what's-its that were the Monstars in the first movie. I knew what that meant. I mean, thank you. I imagine most people don't know. I that. did not. Yeah, exactly. Um, they get to work fast. DeVito's nerdlucks steal the basketball talent of Golden State Warriors Stephen Curry and Draymond Green, Los Angeles Clippers Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, and Dallas Maverick Dirk Nowitzki. Meanwhile, LeBron heads down to Looney Tune Land to train the tunes in the art of basketball. Chris Hardwick is just happy to be there. On the training court, LeBron James gathers the team close. He hands out Beats by Dre headphones, Samsung Galaxy phones, and Nike basketball shoes. He assures them all these will be the key to victory, especially if they hydrate with crisp, delicious Sprite. The Monstars arrive on the court. They're almost double, nay, triple as yoked out as you'd expect them to be. LeBron and one of the Monstars take the opening tip, which the Monstars win. However, one of the Monstars moves slightly into LeBron, and he spends the next 15 minutes writhing on the court in pain. <laughs> the refs grant LeBron two free throws, but he spends an additional 20 minutes writhing, just to be certain. <laughs> LeBron's stunts don't work for long as the Monstars quickly overpower the tunes and jump out to a 30-point lead. LeBron calls three timeouts in a row to berate his teammates, through no fault of his own, for not giving enough effort. As the halftime buzzer rings, the Toon Squad is losing to the Monstars by 45 points. During halftime, Chris Hardwick attempts to show the Toon Squad how to use Twitter. When that fails, he tells them that acting is the solution to every problem, which gives LeBron an idea. If they can pretend to be fouled on every play, there's positively no way they can lose. After the Monstars inbound the ball, Lola Bunny grabs her paw in pain. The refs buy it, despite the fact no Monstar, let alone any player on the court, was even close to her. More puzzlingly, the refs grant her 15 free throws. <laughs> Noticing LeBron's classic strategy, Danny DeVito issues one of his own. If they're going to call everything we do a foul, we might as well earn it. On the very next play, one of the Monstars slams Daffy Duck's face into a backboard, and when that doesn't do the trick, Curb stomps the crap out of him. <laughs> Daffy Duck has lost a lot of blood. The refs break up the game for a 30-second infectious disease control timeout. <laughs> Bugs holds Daffy in his arms. As he passes away, he lets his friend know that it was rabbit season all along. <laughs> 10 out of 10 already, oh, man. <laughs> Bugs looks to LeBron. Give me the ball, Doc. Bugs leads the Toon Squad in a massive scoring run. They're now only two points behind with 30 seconds left. 
On the last play, Porky Pig critically injures his ankle. He's unable to play anymore. The only active player left for the Toon Squad is Chris Hardwick. After several minutes of mugging, complaining, and early 90s stand-up comedy references, Chris, are, Chris agrees to step onto the court. It's the monster... <laughs> That's really good. Uh, Bill Murray, right? The well, Bill yeah, he's basically Bill Murray, except Bill Murray was into playing basketball. Right, right. Um, no, but that's, that's really funny. Okay. Um, it's the Monstar's ball, but not Monster's ball. As the ref hands off the ball, Chris Hardwick devolves into a rant about why Ghostbusters 2 is, in fact, the superior film to the original Ghostbusters. This distracts the Monstars just long enough to enact a five-second violation. It's a turnover. The Toon Squad's ball. During the timeout, Lola tells Bugs that she's sorry things didn't work out, and that she's ready to try again. For the kids. However, they should probably focus on basketball for the time being. LeBron draws up an elaborate play where they follow three steps. One, pass him the ball. Two, pass the ball to him. And three, to him, pass the ball. <laughs> Bugs inbounds to LeBron. LeBron looks to his left. All the other monsters are guarding him, but Chris Hardwick is wide open. Even though Chris Hardwick clearly indicates he does not want to be passed the ball, LeBron chucks it at him vigorously. Chris misses the pass, but the ball bounces off his forehead and into the hoop, exactly as LeBron had intended. It's three points. The Toon Squad wins. As part of their arrangement, the Nerdlucks release the NBA players' talents, only to complain about their loss of all their new endorsement deals. Danny DeVito, however, refuses to restore the Looney Tunes airtime and will use all of his $55 million empire to stop any of their cartoons from ever airing again. LeBron starts laughing hysterically. He's worth over $400 million. He's just going to buy Danny DeVito's cable empire and put him out of a job. Chris Hardwick and LeBron James high-five and then enjoy a cold-cut combo, now a $5 footlong for a limited time from Subway. Back on Earth, LeBron James rests in his Miami estate and reflects on the adventure he just had. LeBron decides the hustle and bustle of Metro Florida is just too much for him. His phone rings. It's his agent, Rich Paul. He answers, Rich, we're going back to Cleveland. A terrible version of I Believe I Can Fly, as covered by Bruno Mars, starts playing. Roll credits. Yay! Bruno Mars is my R. Kelly in this version. I I, I, I definitely yeah. felt yeah. that. Um, you get like A plus for plot. I think that's the most cohesive yeah. plot of anything on this podcast was, to this it point. Was, it was. Uh, I mean, it was point for point the the movie, but right, yeah, exactly. that's the point. Right? Yes, well, that's exactly. you know, but it didn't maybe you that's interject why. your own fantasy basketball team lineup for the monster. I did. A little I did. Bit. So yeah. I I know it's chock full of sports references that I don't get because I'm yeah. I'm a dorky a hole. Sure. Um, but that's very in line with what, you know the real movie is. Um, yeah. um, but then you just like have the horrific violence of yeah. Duffy Duck being <laughs> curb stomped in the middle, <laughs> which definitely I'm just like, all right, this is where it's going. That's great. We gotta raise the stakes. Um, man. Yeah, we gotta it, raise it, the absolutely. Stakes. Chris Hard Hard we're talking about ar- arbitrary nerd culture <laughs> shit, yeah. like like the Ghostbusters too. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. It's almost just like, yeah, so that's what comedy is. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I have nothing against Chris Hardwick. It's no, just no. It's something I feel like he would do. In this no, part. that's. I feel like. He's in the role of comedy entertainment. He can take it. Yeah, we're not exactly. like insulting him. No, exactly. And then Lola and um, Bugs marital issues. But, yeah, that coming up. L O L A. Right. Um, not the world's <laughs> most... Before the laugh out loud ass. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
speaking of laugh out loud ass, um, budget $180 million. Rotten Tomatoes score critics 45%, audience 99%. Expected box office gross $300 million, actual box office gross $600 million. Ooh, because right. all of us go and see this oh, movie. Oh, I'm definitely. Like, oh, yeah. Space Jam. Oh, yeah, no. What about marketing? Where are we talking about? Like, video, I'm, I'm assuming video games. Oh, yeah. It's going to. All, all of the brands that LeBron James represents, which are featured prominently throughout my sequel, oh, will yeah, I did. definitely. I did remember that. Yeah. Product placement. Yeah, no, and they those are all actual brands LeBron James represents. And he did have a juice those shop. Those are big ticket items there, but yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, no. How's LeBron James? Uh, yeah. All right, so we have our prequel, we have our sequel. That means we must have the remake. The remake. And this, um, yeah. this week is being penned by Mr. Scat Flanshu himself. Um, That's right. Scott Hanshu. That's right. Well. So take us away, Are you Scott. welcome? Are you... Are you welcome? I mean, I'm welcome I mean, to the jam. <laughs> is that on the slam? I thought it was are you, are, you, are you ready? Are you ready to jam? I'm ready to it's jam. come on and slam and welcome to the jam. Just real quick, Bugs Bunny is credited like he's a real person. Well, yeah, because he has an IMDb page. He's probably a corporate entity. You know what I mean? There probably is like a Bugs Bunny in all capital letters. You know what I mean? He probably he's exists. A, he's a tax shelter sense, you know? for yeah. movie although, yeah. although He's a shell company for like, yeah, you exactly. know, shady He's a pass-through corporation. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I saw, I don't know where I read that, I mean, on the internet, but it's just like, yeah, Looney Tunes just wants a bastion or a beacon of like quality animation and comedy and creativity. And it's like now, yeah, they're in shell ads. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's still yeah. a lot of money. It's, it's a lot of money. But it's that commercial money, which is like real simple. Do they have a cereal? Not right now, I don't think. They had, they've had a couple in the last. Might like, as well. Years. You look at all the cereal box well, they, covers. It's just oh, nothing but cartoon characters. Are you talking characters. about cereal or like a cereal series? Like, no, like a, a cereal, like like. I mean, fucking Barney and Fred are like. Barney. Cocoa Pebbles. Like. Oh yeah, I well, I assumed you were just talking about like an animated cereal. Um, I don't think they have one. I could check no. real quick. But you should check. Yeah, we'll check. for future reference. And I will interrupt you while you're talking. While you're but it's cool. The remake title. Space Jam. I just I figured why I mean, call it anything else. Why, yeah. Tagline, in space, no one can hear you jam. Um, <laughs> if I may interrupt, Scott, there is no current Looney Tunes serial. Oh, good. good. Good to know. Directed by Ryan Johnson. In this Space Jam remake, set in the near future, game design conglomerate BA decides to engage the growing fully immersive VR gaming demand among the population by offering them Space Jam the game. A procedurally generative game, open world basketball game that grants one a chance to play basketball <laughs> against almost any cartoon character, which is severely restricted due to the royalties, but the stakes are real. If the cartoon character loses, their character is wiped from this dimensional timeline in a Mandela effect type way. Oh no. But if the player loses in the game, they lose for real in the game. It's rated as the highest pay-for-play game in history, with an entry fee of $20 million. The catch? It takes place in space. <clears throat> we open on Elmer Fudd with both barrels of a shotgun in his mouth. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Scott, really? We're gonna like, we're gonna malign Desmond for all of that in your opening shot. 
like hey. off the <laughs> like no credits, no music, anything. Hey, immediately, hey, hey. let the man continue. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, you gotta see where this is going. I'm okay. pointing out hypocrisy where it stands. <laughs> we need to. We have it to. This did cross my mind, but when Desmond was speaking, we have to retract all of the Desmond criticism Scott had from the record. But we will not there edit will them be no out. There will be no retraction. We will not edit them out of the episode, though. I wrote a piece of shit. I deserved every scolding I got. So, to reiterate, we open on Elmer Fudd with both barrels of a shotgun in his mouth. But it's not him putting it in there. Anyway, new Texas villain Tex Hex pulls back the hammer. Any last words, Fudd? Elmer Fudd tries to stammer out as something, but of course, it's unintelligible. You never were any good with words. A loud gunshot is heard, and then a title appears on the screen. Be anybody. Play against most cartoon characters. Alter your reality. Ball hard or be ball hearted on. Winner take all. The camera pulls out to a party at LeBron James's house. LeBron is very excited about the prospect of playing the Space Jam game and achieving success in both the regular NBA basketball and VR basketball. When one of his friends points out the risk involved, that he might lose the game for real, LeBron simply responds, You have to be able to accept failure to get better. Quote. Yeah. <laughs> it is a real quote. It's also As very the- hypocritical of him, but go on. I know. As the delivery guy is installing his new gaming system the following afternoon, LeBron trips over his outstretched legs and proceeds to throw himself onto the ground, bang on the floor, and generally throw a tantrum, (laughs) crying foul. Oh my god, you put him flopping. (laughs) When the confused delivery guy offers to comp him the installation fee because he feels bad, LeBron gets back up, accepts the ref's call, and briskly walks away. LeBron puts on his VR headset and agrees to the user agreement that legally binds him to the fully immersive experience and in-game purchases. He excitedly progresses past the title splash screen to a choose a character screen. What character? I'm gonna be me. Are you sure? I'm the best, computer. Now let me play as me. Very well. After a moment of processing, LeBron James' avatar is created and the game begins. LeBron is suddenly on a basketball court that appears to be floating in space. There's no one around. Hello? No answer. A title appears suspended in the air that says, Find your opponent. LeBron starts to walk around the court and sees a pale leg sticking out of a nearby alley. Slumped against a filthy alley wall, an extreme close-up shows Doug Funny rapping... (laughs) Go, keep going. You got it. You got it, man. Ravaged by years of drug abuse, oh, plunging no. a heroin needle. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Plunging Whoa! a heroin, <laughs> plunging a heroin needle into his arm and releasing. LeBron walks up on him and says, "Aw, oh, man, what? Come on, what kind of shit is this?" Patty cries. Doug through his half-knotted state. Patty on the mayonnaise. Oh. A title appears, ask him to play basketball. (laughs) Seriously? I don't even know who this is. Do you already have some kind of recognizable characters in this shit? Doug says, Hey man, let me hold $10, man. $10? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Hey, game, let me start this shit over. 
but nothing happens. Eventually, LeBron decides to authorize the payment, which is translated into the game currency of basketballs. And he can find, and he and Doug Funny rematerialize on the basketball court. After the tee-off, LeBron James rushes Doug Funny and bloodies his nose, driving it all the way to the hole and dunks. LeBron, <laughs> Doug Funny arches his back in quiet agony as he is dissolved in a pixel and erased from this dimension. <laughs> you took joy <laughs> yeah, in yeah. that. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Round two. Fight. LeBron James materializes on a pirate ship. Hey, man, I thought this was supposed to be in space. Suddenly, the ship door creaks open, and LeBron is rushed by a rabid Captain Crunch wielding a sword. After dodging the first few swings, LeBron elbows Crunch in the face. Captain Crunch calls for a timeout, and LeBron argues with the ref. They resume at the free throw line, where LeBron sinks his shot and wins. Round three. LeBron materializes in the Arctic tundra, immediately shivering from the cold in his basketball outfit. Hey, can we turn up the heat in here a bit? A title appears. Buy snow gear, 1,000 basketballs. Sure, man, whatever. Equipped in his snow gear, LeBron treks until he comes across a basketball in the snow. He picks it up, but is suddenly knocked to the ground when the snow beneath him swells to form a giant Frosty the Snowman. You may have the home team advantage back in Cleveland, James, but this is my turf. <laughs> LeBron attempts to dribble the ball, but Frosty can manipulate the entire snowfield and morphs into many shapes to play effective defense against LeBron, eventually stealing the ball and promptly throwing it back to himself down the court and dunking with ease. LeBron, perhaps justifiably, throws a temper tantrum and screams until he passes out in the snow. You lose. LeBron awakens from his game to his phone, blowing up. Apparently in the agreement he signed, there was an appearance waiver signed, and the entire gaming session streamed live to the entire world. LeBron lost the game in the real world in the game. A sorrowful email from his coach informs him of his contract termination. That losing to a snowman was an embarrassment. <laughs> Frosty being interviewed on TV. You know, LeBron was an amazing player. He played a good ball. But it's no secret that sometimes it's just time to step away from the game before you tarnish your reputation. But LeBron won't go quietly into the night. Plug me back in. LeBron materializes in the parking lot of a shitty cartoon motel. After locating the right door and knocking the appropriate code, the latch is switched open. A tired, middle-aged Arthur puts out his cigarette. Through a nostril exhale, Arthur explains his selection while unfurling a satchel of automatic weaponry. (laughs) Got your standard nines, thirty-eights, dubs. If Wayne ain't an issue, you can always go for the AR. (laughs) Arthur hacks up lung butter into the motel garbage can. What I really need is fire, and lots of it. Rusty smile cracks over Arthur's chap's lips. I have just the thing, but it's gonna cost you one million basketballs. Wearing cool sunglasses, Frosty stands on the edge of his court signing autographs. Yo, Frost, want a ball? I didn't think you had the guts to step back onto this court. I guess you don't know that much about basketball. Frosty checks the ball to LeBron, who checks it back. Let's go, baby. Frosty immediately passes the ball to himself further down the court. LeBron pulls out a switch box and flips the switch. 
Suddenly, a giant sun rises over the horizon, starts getting closer. Frosty can't keep pace with how fast he's melting, and eventually, he simply disappears. Oof. You win. LeBron exits the game a hero. But when he returns to the real world, he discovers that he has accidentally removed all water from the planet, and oh. as a result of his game, oh, no. and in an instant, all that ever was water in that timeline now ceases to be, leaving behind only a shell of the former world, similar to Pompeii or the stone terracotta warriors, but far more brutal or something. And that's why you don't program dimensional shifting game reward systems into BR games. The end. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to go there, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't either. Um, I liked that you included the flopping thing. Um, I don't know if you're up to date on LeBron James's. I know nothing Arth about basketball. Of Arthur memes, but he has used them extensively. So Wait, Arthur and Bat and and yes, LeBron James? Yes, really? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh so wow! You did a great job there. <laughs> Um, Look at me. I like that we both use LeBron James. Oh, LeBron yeah, yeah. I thought about um, that a little bit, but I thought he was the only one that I would pick to replace Michael Jordan. I mean, Steph. Well, yeah. He was the well, only one. That well, they I really... mean, but yeah, I made Steph one of the monsters. Yeah, the point is, um, I did not expect that. So yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Good job. I absolutely love how it's just like, yeah, we couldn't afford the Looney Tunes again. <laughs> you get a bunch of real <laughs> shit. And, you know, weird De characters. Definitely, like, I, I actually like the concept a great deal. Like, yep. I actually, like, without all the silliness and stuff, it's like, oh, that's kind of a cool yep. I, way that's, you know. Yeah. As someone who's featured LeBron James twice on prequel season remake, um, I'd say you've got his character down. Oh, good, good. As someone good. who respects him as an athlete but hates him when he plays right. against my team, right. um, I think you got it down. And Justifiably I so. Loved, I love the part when he lost. Um, oh, well, he does. Yeah. yeah and, uh, Frosty's, like, Lord Commander. Of fucking <laughs> cartoon characters well, like he's <laughs> almost, Frosty. He's almost public domain at this point. He's like he's, close. He's close. He's well, technically, close. I mean, after this movie ends, there's no Frosty or water. Right. So, <laughs> when, like a paragraph you know, in. Uh, yeah, I like how LeBron James on. ends but, life on Earth by playing right, basketball. Right, right, right. You know, he he was just trying to win. You know, yeah, like, you have to accept because that's losses, what matters. Right? That's right. what matters. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So, thank you all for listening right, to this yeah. episode of Prequel Sequel Remake. Um, if you liked what you heard, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or Anchor FM. If you go to prequelsequelremake.com, the links are right there. Uh, maybe you're listening to the episode on that website. If so, thank you. Um, yeah! And um, if you haven't yet, leave a review on Anchor or iTunes. Anything you do helps the podcast grow. And, you know, maybe tell a friend or friends, plural. I bet you have plural friends. I bet you have friends. Yeah, I, I have friends. <laughs> Me and my friends. And, 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 and really, especially this episode, especially, let us know what you thought of these. Yeah, no. Like, this is... <laughs> this, this is, is Space Jam! Honestly, going, like, volcano to this episode, it's pretty, like, they're both out of... They're both out there. Yeah, we'll get back to some more traditional. Um... Will we though? No. There's no guarantee that we won't like, totally like I, your original movie or anything. Like but, I know what know. we have next week, but the audience doesn't. No, and I don't know if we're gonna be that down to earth. Maybe more so than having a bunch of cartoon characters you love murder each other and or erase water. From yeah, we were definitely on the same wavelength with that. Like, I definitely wish I had fit Arthur and Doug into mine. Yeah, well, we yeah. seem to we seem to they're on the, they're on, they're in the universe. Same universe. They we are. need to start writing this tomes <laughs> of, of oh yeah, the story bible of whatever the crap this is. You know, we don't have to because it writes itself. It writes itself. It writes it's itself. So it writes and it writes itself as in it corrects itself. Yeah, man, it writes and it right, it right, exactly right, exactly.
just roll around. You'll be all right.